If I could offer you only one tip for the future, sunscreen would be it. The long-term benefits of sunscreen have been proved by scientists, whereas the rest of my advice has no basis more reliable than my own meandering experience. Hello and welcome to No Fucking Clue. In this episode, I discuss the post-uni limbo stage of life and what contributes to what's known as the post-uni depression. But before those of you who didn't go to uni, maybe switch off from this episode, this is not something exclusive to graduates. This is a universal feeling. I'm just telling it from how I've experienced it since finishing uni. So please give it a listen and I hope you enjoy. So this week I stumbled upon a statistic. I say stumbled, I absolutely googled post-uni depression statistics and this is what I got. According to City Mental Health Alliance, 49% of the 300 graduates surveyed said they felt their mental health declined once leaving university. This statistic is only from 2019, so it's very, very recent. And so I've decided to centre this episode around this because the post-uni limbo stage is something I didn't even know existed until I experienced it myself. It's not something that entered my head when applying for uni. I didn't think, I'm going to go to uni and then I'm going to endure the post-uni limbo stage and then I'm going to wonder endlessly about what I'm going to do with my life and remain there forever. No, I thought it would go a lot more like, I'm going to go to uni, I'm going to get a job, then money, then then a house and so on and so on and so on. That, As I said, that linear path that you're sold, it isn't something you are sold as part of of the uni package you're just not I suppose it could also be termed the I'm not smashing it stage or the what am I doing with my life stage or the no fucking clue stage plug in my podcast on my own podcast but yeah this post-uni limbo phase is phase stage whatever is the place I've been at for about three and a half years and yeah I'm still referring to my life as the post-uni limbo stage fucking embarrassing I'll literally be 50 years old talking to my grandchildren like oh so children I'm still in my post-uni limbo phase you know like literally wouldn't surprise me whatsoever but what has annoyed me a bit about this is that I didn't really know up until now that it was quite a universal feeling and that loads of people do feel like this. And I was like, well, why aren't there enough more conversations about it then? Why? I, I don't understand. If 49% of students feel like this, why the fuck aren't we talking about it? Why aren't we told, you know, when you leave uni, you're going to feel a bit shit for a while and you're gonna, you might be unemployed or you might get fired a few times and you might get... All these things... You might be in debt. Loads of things I'm going to cover in this episode that call call me a moaning, whinging millennial, but we aren't prepared for it. So I thought I would go through... I've got two no-fucking clues of my own, but I'm going to go through yours. And, you know, I'll explore them, but I also kind of want to put a positive light on it and try and 
have the experience not be so negative. Like we can get through this, okay? We and we will. So I hope you enjoy. So my first no fucking clue, I've already touched on a bit, is I had no fucking clue about the post-uni limbo slash depression stage that, well, 49% of us apparently go through. I had no idea and I've tried to delve a bit deep and figure out why we feel this way. And I think one of the main things is that we are missold this idea that uni and having a degree is the be all and end all and that once you have a degree you're going to get a great job you'll be set for life you will have no struggle if you get a degree and that's definitely how I was sold it I don't know about anybody else definitely how I felt and then so and you also feel like uni is just a done thing I remember judging people that didn't go to uni and fuck me they are definitely doing better than me now and not only that just how ignorant I know I was only probably listening to teachers and family and and things like that but yeah it's really not it couldn't be further from the truth so it gives you this false sense of security that you're going to be set for the real world you think that the freedom that you've tasted in uni is the real world but it's just really not you have that freedom of being away from home. You can get a shit face, go out however much you like, come in as late as you want, run around the house naked, you know, whatever. Do what you want, but it's not the same as the real world. Because, not yes, you have that freedom, but you're still given a structure and a routine. You have a timetable, you know that you're going to have assessments and exams and maybe like socials and things like that. You still have a structure to follow just as you did earlier on in your education and you're still learning, like you still have a task to do. You, you're there to study and get a degree. You are there waiting for that exciting end goal of graduating and then you come out of uni and then you realise, for one, how much you rely on education to structure life. And secondly, that you're going to have to do this structure now and it's probably going to be based around nine to five work and that's not exciting. And not only that, the <laughs> the consequences of not turning up to work are not the same as when you can't be fucking arsed turning up to a lecture. And not that I've ever done that, but I mean, just an example. Very, very different worlds. Like, I remember thinking, oh, I didn't even know what day it was in uni. Like, yes, I fucking did. I knew it was Jaegerfest on a Monday at Glam. I knew it was Mode Revolution on a Tuesday. I knew it was The Lash at the SU on a Wednesday. Thursday was my day off. Then Friday was Smack at Soda. A Saturday Flux at the SU and Recover on the Sunday. So, you know, I did... I mean, at my structure was through my nights out, but, you know... And my priorities went in the order of boys partying, boys partying, boys. And then until I got kicked out for a year and got that massive kick up the arse I needed, yeah, work didn't make my list of priorities until then. 
But that's a different story for a different episode. And it's quite the story, so um, I'm sure you'll enjoy it when I do. But anyway, that is the first no fucking clue. So my second one is... I had no fucking clue about the societal pressures and expectations that you have to live up to when simply choosing how to earn your money. The way I would think about a job when I was younger, and I mean, you know, literally when I was 10, like you just think, I want to be this and then, and then that'll be, it'll be that simple and I'll enjoy it and then I'll have money and then this and this and that. But the whole concept is, you know, you earn money to live and have nice things. But what I have come to realise is that it, to some people, is so much more than that. People will make their judgments. People want to know how successful or unsuccessful you are so they can compare themselves to you. And so you have this immense pressure already of finding a job. And then it's amplified by this added, well, you better make sure it's a good one. I actually listened to a really interesting podcast on this not long ago. Um, I think it's George Ezra's or George Ezra, and the title is something like Work as an Identity. Once I give it a Google, I'll put it in the description. But But he explained how these days it's not enough to just be earning money anymore. It's how you're doing it, how unconventional, how time consuming, how purposeful your job is. And he hit the absolute nail on the head when he said that when people ask you the question, so what do you do for a living? There, it no longer simply means how do you pay the bills, put food on the table and survive, but rather, do you do anything purposeful with your life? And with certain people, I have absolutely felt that. Some, a lot of people are just genuinely nosy and interested. I mean, it's human nature, but some people are trying to suss you out. They are trying to see where you are on their scale of how much respect they should give you. And something I had no fucking clue was a thing until recently actually and I realised it recently because I came out of uni I went straight into legal jobs and I hated every single one of them hated them all and not the people I worked with well some of them um, but it was more the environment I I don't want to be in the corporate um, world but anyway when people would ask me back then what I did and I'd say I, I'm a paralegal and I work for X law firm. They'd be like, oh my God, wow, brilliant. And they equated this prestigious job at prestigious law firm with money, happiness, and probably gave me a bit more respect than they would have given me had I said a job that they thought was lower than that type thing. And I noticed this um, firsthand and felt it firsthand when I, after three years of working in the legal sector, I left my job at a law firm and I got a job in a coffee shop and I decided to train for my PT course. And no word of a lie, it was, I've got three different stories to tell about this. Um, just the other day, I was having some food and somebody who is lovely, but she came up to me and she said, so what are you doing now? Um, I haven't seen you since you worked at X law firm. And I was like, oh, I'm just working in a coffee shop and I am training for my PT course. And she didn't even hide what she thought about it. She went, oh, oh, 
and like stuttered and I had to fill the silence with something because I was like right okay what whatever and anyway and then and then this other person she's she's absolutely lovely and I think it's just the fact that she's quite old-fashioned but she said to me so what are you doing with your life now and I was like oh working at a coffee shop training for my personal training course and then she went oh well it's something isn't it and I was like fuck off <laughs> like I like you but no and even if you think it keep it in your fucking head and then the last one was this um person I hadn't seen in a few years and they said so what are you doing now um are you still are you still training to be a solicitor and I said no I've I hated it so I'm working in a coffee shop and I'm working on my personal training course and they shook their head and I was like what what and they were like you're just so clever it's just such a waste and I was like and and like I just don't give a shit like one if you think it just keep it to yourself and secondly it doesn't matter if I'm clever or not does not matter I if I'm unhappy in a job I've decided that if I can I'm gonna leave it because mental health declines when you work in toxic work environments as well and that's another whole different story altogether that I definitely want to talk about but yeah I think to me I just don't get it because I've just never really given a shit what someone does for a living um I mean if it's interesting yeah wow but it's not something to me that adds or takes away value to a person because you could be the most successful person in the world and at the same time be an absolute fucking asshole, and I wouldn't want to know you so you know I just don't really get it and that's just such um it's it's just a it's just mad really it's just something I really really didn't have a clue about and so it gives you that added pressure. You're so desperate to find a job, but you're also thinking, but do, but do I give for this one? Because what will so-and-so think? And should I do this? Or da, 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 da. And you're basically thinking about everyone else but yourself. And this, another thing, is why I think people stay in jobs that they fucking hate, like I did for three years, because I didn't want the judgment of going to something else. But yeah, that's my note, my second no fucking clue. And so I will... Now get on to yours. So I asked you guys what you had no fucking clue about in terms of post-uni life. And I'm going to go through some of your responses. So the first one is that you should know what you're going to do with your life. Oh, well, oh, well, before I start with my answer, I'm going to insert a little clip from Baz Luhrmann's Everybody's Free to Wear Sunscreen. The thing, I played a little extract at the beginning and it's this part I always listen to when I feel like this. Don't feel guilty if you don't know what you want to do with your life. The most interesting people I know didn't know at 22 what they wanted to do with their lives. Some of the most interesting 40-year-olds I know still don't. And Baz Luhrmann is absolutely correct. And it took me about three years to realise this. So not that long ago, it took me three years to stop worrying, to stop berating myself and to stop just being really mean to myself just because I didn't know what I wanted to do. But I think the biggest thing, the underlying thing about not wanting to know what you want to do with your life, it's more the fact that you feel less of a person, you feel less worthy, you feel like a failure or as he said, like 
less interesting to talk to because people want to talk to people who are really successful when none of that really matters. And not only that, I really realised that worrying and trying to force a quick fix about what you want to do can actually hinder you in some ways in the sense that for me, I went into a field of work that I knew I didn't want to be in, but I was too scared to take a different route or I didn't think I could because I'd confined myself to a box of, I did this degree, I can only go there. And that's just not the case. And if you're one of those that you've done a degree, you know that you've chosen at 18, 19 years old, I'm I'm assuming, and you don't want to do that anymore, well, that's absolutely fine. I'm not even the same person I was two years ago, never mind six, seven years ago. You don't have to take that route. And I know that, and I got this off my family as well, as I've talked about, oh, but what a waste of a degree. It's not a waste. You've had that time to learn and to have that experience of university and you've studied your arse off probably. And so, and so don't be afraid of going in a completely different direction. And also just don't be afraid of just sitting where you are now in the process, trusting the process. I think one of the biggest things is trusting that you're going somewhere and sitting comfortably with where you are now. It's kind of like, you know, the whole living in the moment, accept the present, appreciate the present. Because no one really needs to know what they want to do right this second. And I know people who have changed careers as well in their 50s. You don't need to know now. You really, really don't. I'd say this is a time to change your perspective on things. So look at it as liberating, as a time to cultivate your interests, to spend time on you, to take advantage of this time you have now, especially whilst you're young. And remember that you are no less of a person because you don't know what to do. Try and live in the moment and appreciate everything that's happening now. And maybe one day it'll be like, ping, light bulb moment, I want to do this. But also be prepared for that not to happen. It's a difficult one to become comfortable with. But once you get there, you just realise how mean you're being to yourself, essentially. And there's no rush. So be nicer, okay? Okay, next one. Adjusting to living back home, actual nightmare. Yep, it is shit. So shit. But I've thought about this and I've thought about why we find it so hard. Um, I know that some people don't, but the majority of us do. I think it's because we come out of uni and we naively think that things would revert almost to how it was pre-uni. So we come back to our hometown and we kind of expect everything to be the same, except you come back and half the people who went to uni probably stayed there or they're in a relationship or, you know, they've, they, or they've gone traveling. And then the people that have stayed here are, are all at different stages of their lives. And, you know, you come home and you're like, okay, so I need to see you twice a week and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh no, actually like I have a child now, or I do this now. And you're like, Ah, and you kind of slowly have to slowly transition back into people's lives again. That's how I found it anyway. It's just another thing of being in that university bubble. You forget 
that things are actually changing around you, like outside of that bubble. And when it pops, you plunge into a world that's quite different to the one that you left. So I think that's really difficult. And also, if you're moving back in with parents, that is so difficult. I mean, first and foremost, you should be grateful to any parent that lets you back into their house because they don't have to. And you are very, very lucky and privileged also if you have that as well. But the thing is, yeah, you have to follow their rules. It's their house and you can't, well, I can't throw parties and wander around naked and do the shit I used to do here. Absolutely no chance. And you do feel like you've taken a step back and not only that, when you when you were last at home, you, you were probably revising, you were probably, well, last properly lived at home, you were probably revising and you had this exciting goal of uni to look forward to and you know you were going to party, make loads of friends and now you're back home and you might have a goal of getting a job but I definitely wasn't very excited for it. So everything essentially changes and you are just not prepared for it. Um, yeah, that transition is really, really hard. Okay, but I'm going to move on to the next one. So, next one. Living up to the graduate expectation, i.e. earning 25k and driving a nice car and a promotion. Well, guess what? I've never earned near 25k. I can't even drive. And I've never had a promotion, but I've had a demotion in the form of firing. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, I wouldn't worry about that one. But who the fuck cares? I understand if you want to buy a house and and you want to start a family, you need that money. But you don't need to drive a nice car. And you don't need... You don't need all these things. I, I I just have become quite aware that it's much of more of a societal pressure rather than, rather than something we actually want. But it depends. You could genuinely want that and it have nothing to do with anybody else. Uh, I think with that, you've just got to adopt this the mindset that I spoke about in in the first no fucking clue which is just accept where you are now and really really try to ignore people's judgments and also the biggest thing social media do not go and oh it's so hard to say don't go easier said than done don't go and compare yourself to somebody's life on social media. We all know they everybody only posts their good bits. Most people. You are going to see the most distorted, most calculated version of somebody's life that you've ever seen. And it might not be anywhere near. This, that's the scary thing. It might not be anywhere near what they're posting on social media. But that really isn't the point. Don't compare yourself anyway. You're not less of a person because you're not earning a, a certain amount of money and because you don't drive a nice car and because you, you're not getting a promotion. Uh, I, I get the frustration, It's all, but I've noticed that we're all just looking for this quick fix. We're all just like wanting things without realising, well, you're going to have to have... There's a process to get there. You don't just get there like that. But obviously, I suppose we thought that the process was education. So... Yeah, that's a hard one. But, you know, some people are struggling to get jobs full stop. If you have a job, then fucking great, you know? Okay, next one. Paying £10 for a shot. Yeah, 
Whoa, remember Jaeger? I don't know, whoever went to um, Cardiff Uni will remember Jaeger Fest on a Monday's £1 Jaeger bombs got absolutely shit-faced. Oh, that was so good. Yeah, a tenner for a shot, and I think it is literally a £10 for a shot these days. Okay, next one. Everyone seems to be progressing quicker than you. Okay, next one. Everyone seems to be progressing quicker than you until you actually speak to them that you should know what you want to do straight away. Oh, yeah. And as I said, it's... You think everyone's progressing quicker because you're probably looking on social media. That's what's happening. And But even if they are, it you know, you have to be comfortable with this fact that it, it will probably will happen for you at some point, just not right now. And that you should know what you want to do straight away. Yeah, already covered that one. Feel that. Next one getting paid what you're worth. See, this is definitely a thing because employers 100% take advantage of graduates who come out of uni and they're desperate for a job, desperate for money, desperate to impress parents and to just land a job and they know how desperate you are so they're like you know this job entails this, 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 this many hours you you know you have to devote so much of your life and for the such little money and they do take advantage of that they really really do so yeah that is really hard I'm gonna leave it there with the no fucking clues um for today but thank you so much for sending them to me and I hope you've found some comfort in one way or another I probably piss people off too like probably in some way or another obviously I'm on the internet but I'm really, really looking forward to the next few episodes. I know that this one was quite deep and quite serious, but it's a conversation that needed to happen. There needs to be more of them. But I've got a fab guest lined up for one of my episodes, which I'm really, really excited about. So stay tuned. I'm not gone just yet. I would really like to hear from you guys. I'd really like to hear what sort of topics you'd like me to cover. Um, Anything just about life. Literally could be anything that you have no fucking clue about. Send it my way. Literally could be the Brexit. It could be how to make a cup of tea properly. Do you still put the fucking milk in first before the water? Because I learnt that was wrong a long time ago. But yeah, anything you want to send me, apart from dick pics, will be great. So I hope you enjoyed the episode and I look forward to hearing from you guys. Bye-bye.